It is your responsibility to get the results you want in life, nobody else's. Welcome to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James, the only podcast you need to tune into each week to grow your personal, professional and financial life. Join entrepreneur, investor and multi-award winning international speaker Jesson James as he shows you how to take control of your mind to create the life, income and career you deserve. Here's your host, Jesson James. Responsibility for results. It is your responsibility to get the results you want in life. Nobody else's, okay? Get help if you need it and take full ownership of the outcome. So what do I mean by this? I think we live in a world where most of us end up having to uh, rely on other people for our results. So I'm gonna be real with you guys. I am not responsible for your results. You are. I'm giving you some tools. I'm giving you a recipe and I want you to follow it. If you choose not to follow it, and if you choose not to be persistent, and if you choose not to give it time to work, that you can't blame me or anybody else. You've got to take responsibility for your own results. How do I know that it works? Is because I've got hundreds of case studies of people who've gone through this exact same training that you're going through right now, who've gotten results. I've also got people who haven't gotten results. And whenever I've looked at the people that haven't gotten results, they haven't done what it is that they were meant to do. So you've got to take responsibility for your results. Now, here's what I want you to tell your customers. I want you to start conditioning your customers to take responsibility too. Now, someone tell me in the chat box, why would you want your customers to take responsibility for their results, not you? Someone tell me in the chat box. Why would you want your customers to take responsibility? Yvonne, so they do the work? Yes, absolutely. Anyone else? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Kerry, so they won't request a refund. <laughs> That's partly true. That's partly true. And I'll talk about that in a second. That is partly true, yeah? So that they'll feel empowered, Monique. Yeah, Shira, uh, Shira yeah, they're looking for changes. Yes, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, more buy-in from the customer, Bobby. Love that one. Absolutely. Selena, up to them to take action. Of course, yeah. Um, Viresh, credibility. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it can, it can build on your credibility as well. And Rosanna, yeah, don't blame you for getting the results. Selena, they feel empowered. Gail, um, you can't control the outcome. Absolutely not. You cannot control someone's outcome, yeah. All of these answers are right, by the way. All of you are right. Camera, please. All of you are right. Every single one of you are right, okay. We can't control what our clients do. We can only give them what it is that they need. They need to go and implement it, all right? But the one that, the one there that you was talking about, about you know, um, so that they don't ask for a refund, yeah? This is something you've got to think about. We live in a society where people are quick to ask for refunds. Something doesn't go their way, something doesn't work the way they want it. Instead of taking responsibility, being on the side of cause, not effect, how did I create this? Instead of them asking themselves that, they're quick to ask for a refund. Well, let me ask every single one of you a question at home. All of you listening to this have at some point given up on something. At some point in your life, you've tried something and you gave up, yeah? Did you ask yourself for a refund? No, you didn't ask yourself for a refund. 
Why is it okay to ask somebody else for a refund when you haven't done the work? Think about what I'm saying, yeah? So I want you to condition your clients not to focus on refunds, obviously, but to take responsibility. That way it takes the pressure off of you. You know how many salespeople I've seen promise people results? I promise you I'll help you. I'll promise you this. I'll promise you I'll do it for you. When they don't, they can't do it for you because you're not in control. I can't promise you success. I can only promise you success if you do what I ask you to do. That's it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it for you. So if I, if I said I'm going to do it for you, I'm actually giving you a false win, a false hope. Right? I don't want to do that with anyone. You've got to level up and be real with people. That way people take responsibility. Okay, slides please team. So, next one. Suspension of disbelief. This one's important. When your customer meets you, sometimes they might be a little bit skeptical. For example, I'm not sure if it will work for me. Um, you know, I'm not good enough, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Maybe some of you right now are going through some kind of thing in your head thinking, hey, can I really be financially free? Can I really make my business work? Can I really grow my company? Can I really make decent money? Maybe you guys are having a little bit of self-doubt, okay? So let me ask you this. Is it possible for you to suspend any skepticism that you might have long enough for your solution to work? Well, I guess it is. Is it possible right now just to park any disbelief you might have and give it time to work? Give me a one down below if you agree. It's possible. Just to park, park your disbelief just temporarily, yes? And give this process over the next four days a chance to work, yes? Absolutely. Thank you everyone who's typing one. So here's what I want you to do with your customers. Sometimes when you have customers who are a bit like, you know what, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work for me. You know, I've tried stuff before, blah, 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 blah. I want you to use this on them. Ask them, is it possible for them to suspend any skepticism they've got long enough for this to work? You see, the reason I'm asking you to do that, um, slides please, uh, sorry, camera please, team, is because of this, yeah? Your brain works with the power of possibility, okay? Now, just imagine for a moment your brain, yeah? Does that look like a brain? It looks like a dodgy heart. I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a strawberry. I don't even know what it looks like. Anyway, it's a brain, okay? So, <laughs> so when you the thing is with your brain, for it to accept something, it needs to feel like it's possible, okay? Now, possibility is a bit like water looking for a crack. What does water do when it finds a crack? It starts to do what? Seep through. So when you ask your clients to suspend any disbelief and say to them, is it possible, and they agree with you, you've just created that crack, which allows your idea, your product, or your concept to, to do what? Start to trickle through, starts to seep in. Raise your hand if this makes sense. Yes? Good. So what I want you to do is start to work with your clients, especially if they're not sure right now if it's going to work for them, if they've got any self-doubt, limiting beliefs, whatever it might be, is to ask them, is it possible to suspend any of that long enough for my solution to work for you? And watch how it changes for them. Watch how it changes. All right? Slides, please, team. Good. So, next, some laws on life. What I'm about to teach you now, and after we've done this, I think we've got a break. Am I right, team? Yeah, we've got a break. So, laws on life. What I'm about to teach you right now is not only going to help you 
communicate with your customers better. It's going to change how you communicate with everyone you ever meet. It's going to change how you communicate with your children. It's going to change your, how you communicate with your partner, with your friends, with your family members, with your customers, with your colleagues. It's going to change everything right now. So pay close attention to what I'm about to teach you. All right? This law here, number one. All behavior has a positive intention. All behavior has a positive intention. What do I mean by this? Okay? What it means is this. All behavior, including bad behavior, has a positive intention for the person doing it. For example, when somebody does, uh, let's say somebody puts you down, it's not nice, it's not cool, but would you agree with me, it had a positive intention for the person doing it. The reason why it's a positive intention for them is because they were just trying to meet their own needs of superiority. They were trying to feel more significant than you. Now, it, I'm not saying what they did is right, but it had a positive intention for them. Even down to somebody who murders someone. Now, now that's a bit extreme, but when somebody murders someone, it's not right what they've done, but they met their own needs, which basically means all behavior has a positive intention for the person doing it. So why is this relevant to you? Well, I want you to start thinking of it like this. Sometimes customers are going to complain about you. Sometimes people on social media are going to troll you. Yeah, they're going to say bad things about you. People are going to put you down. People are going to say things that are not true. But if you can remind yourself of this law, all behavior has a positive intention, it will help you digest it. Because all I'm trying to do is understand that they're trying to meet their own needs, which is why they've said that, which is why they've done that. It's like um, someone who's angry. Or have you, like, give me a one in the chat box if you've ever heard the term before, hurt people hurt people. Give me a one if you've ever heard that before. Hurt people hurt people, yeah? Yeah, it's true, right? When someone's hurt, they will lash out and hurt somebody else. That's what they do. Like if someone's physically or sorry, emotionally in pain or emotionally hurt by someone, they'll lash out for revenge or something like that, yeah? So hurt people hurt people, okay? But if you, now, now looking at it, you're thinking, that's terrible, you shouldn't do that. Well, all behavior has a positive intention. That person was feeling hurt, that's why they went and did what they did. You've got to understand that. So, um, it's a bit like me. When I was uh, you know, going through my divorce, when, you know, during that time, it was a challenging time, and my ex-wife and I, we're, we're, we're fine now, we're good friends, we talk, everything's fine. But during that time, um, you know, it was difficult. She took my children away from me, and, and it was hard. But looking back on it, hurt people hurt people. She was also hurt, she was also sad about the process and everything that was going on, and she, she lashed out. But looking at it now, um, all behavior has a positive intention. So why am I teaching you this and what relevance has it got for business? Your customers sometimes might not want to buy from you, okay? They might be, in fact, someone give me, tell me in the chat box, team, why would, what are some reasons why somebody might not want to move forwards with your offer? Just tell me in the chat box, what's some reasons? What's some reasons why people might not want to move forwards? Scared, yeah, Joanne, scared, yeah, Melissa, trust, yeah, Matt, didn't like you, yeah, fear, quite a few fears there, Viresh, Wendy, Deborah, got cost, um, Shira, they're not ready, Selena, timing, yeah, timing, yeah, they like, they, they like to have trust, time, yeah, um, holding on to their pain as it's serving them, I like that one, Yvonne, that's really, really good, yeah, 
Um, trust, time, money, skepticism, fear of failure, um, jealousy, burnt before, change of team. Look at all of this, yeah? Now, look, by the way, everyone, those are all valid reasons why somebody might not buy from you. Um, camera, please, um, Joe. Those are all valid reasons why someone might, not, might not buy from you. They're valid reasons, all right? Now, here's the thing, though. When you understand that all behavior has a positive intention for the person doing it, now you can, you can address those issues, yeah? Because sometimes you might be making someone an offer and go, what do you mean you're scared? There's nothing to be scared about, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy for you because you've done it. But if all behavior has a positive intention, now you can go, well, why is that person behaving like that? Which brings me on to my next slide. Slide please, team. When you understand that all behavior has a positive intention, it allows you to do this. It allows you to understand that people are not their behavior. Your customers are not their behavior. Just because they're afraid of moving forwards doesn't make them a fearful person in general. Just because they're skeptical about your offer doesn't make them a negative person in all areas of their life. Yeah? So people are not their behavior. You've got to understand that. There's a trigger behind their behavior. Now, Someone tell me in the chat box, if somebody's afraid to commit to working with you, knowing that people are not their behavior, knowing that you're on the side of cause not effect, how did I create this? What, would, what could you do to serve them instead? Let's say someone's afraid to take you up on the offer. Tell me in the chat box, what could you do instead? What would you do instead? Tell me in the chat box. Yeah, if, you're, if they're afraid to move forwards with you, what could you do? Because people are not their behavior. There's a trigger behind that, right? Yeah, Jason, you could encourage them. Yeah, uh, Melissa, yeah, reassure them. Listen, ask them what make them not afraid, Yvonne, like that. I could tell Yvonne's a coach. <laughs> um, great questions, by the way, Yvonne. These are great. Um, listen, yeah, um, give them a free gift. Probably not, because that's not going to address the real problem, yeah? Um, Ask why, fact find, listen, yeah? We don't want to offer them any freebies. The reason, uh, and I'll come on to freebies in a minute. The reason why we don't want to offer freebies is because we're not addressing the root cause of their fear, yeah? So what we want to do is you're absolutely, most of you are pretty much right. You're pretty much right, yeah? We're, we're asking you, what would, be, what would it be like? Yeah, Joanne, I like that one as well. What would it be like if the fear disappeared, okay? What we're trying to do here is, is help them not feel afraid, okay? Now, camera, please. When your prospect is, in, is with you. The reason they've come to you is because they're stuck. They have a problem. They have a challenge of some sort, okay? Now, there's only two states that your customers are aware of. Undesired state and desired state. Undesired state is the problem that they're going through at the moment. What you need to do is help them go from undesired state to desired state. If they're feeling fearful, what do you want them to feel instead? Courageous, empowered, strong. So what you should be doing is understanding that people are not their behavior. There's a trigger making them scared at the moment. Let me find out what that trigger is. And if I can help find out what that trigger is, I can resolve that trigger and help them move on. Raise your hand if this is making sense. Yes? So people are not their behavior, which brings me on to the next point. Next slide, please. People are not their behavior. The most important information about a person is how they are behaving. This is really important. 
when you see when you when you're talking to prospects or customers the most important information about that person is how they are behaving if they're behaving fearful if they're behaving apprehensive you shouldn't progress with your offer what should you do instead work with them to change them from undesired state to what desired state that's what you want to do before you make them an offer this is really really important now think about it like this this stuff I'm teaching you here isn't just for business it's for you as well think about your own behavior yeah people are not their behavior how do I know that raise your hand if you've ever done something in anger and later regretted it raise your hand please yes there you go loads of us yeah you've done something when you were angry and you later regretted it yes absolutely we've all done it all of us have done it okay now, just because you did something when you were angry, does that make you a terrible person? No, it doesn't, okay? But if you judge people, you will say, oh, that person's terrible. It's not. You're not a terrible person. Just because you made a mistake doesn't make you a terrible person. So what does that mean? The most important information about a person is how they are behaving. If we can figure out why someone is behaving the way they're behaving, we can help change that. And that goes for sales. You want to learn to influence people? Understand that they are not their behavior. If someone is being apprehensive to buy from you, work with them to become more confident. If somebody thinks you're expensive, why would they think that? Figure that out first. What makes, look, you know when someone says you're expensive, they're obviously comparing you to something. So, so you've got to figure it out. What are they comparing me to? Because I know some of you might be going, I'm not expensive, that's a really good price. How dare you disrespect me, right? Don't get upset. Understand that the most important information about them is how they are behaving, which brings me on to my next point. People are doing the best they can with the resources that they have available. They don't know any better. Your customers don't know any better. They don't. When it comes to making a buying decision from you, they don't know any better because they've never experienced you before, right? It's just a bit like um, some of you mentioned in the comments there earlier on, what stops people from buying from you? Some of you mentioned that they've been burnt before. Now, give me a one in the chat box if you've bought something before and you've been burnt before. Give me a one in the chat box if you've ever done that before. You bought something and you got ripped off. I know I have. Yeah, loads of you. Look at that. Loads of us, loads of us, yeah? We bought something before and we got burnt by it. Now, understand this. The next time you go to offer somebody something similar, of course they're going to be apprehensive. Why? Because they're doing the best with the resources that they currently have. Their current resources are, I bought something like this before, I got ripped off last time, which basically means you're going to rip me off too. Raise your hand if this is making sense. Yes? Good. So what we want to do is understand that they are doing the best with their resources that they currently have. So, someone tell me in the chat box, what can you do now? What can you do? Knowing that they're doing the best with their resources, they're accessing a previous memory of being ripped off, what can you do for them? What can you do? You tell me in the chat box. Yeah? Yes, Joanne, absolutely. Teach them some new resources, absolutely. Um, definitely, Monish, give them new additional resources. Uh, Yvonne, yes, reframe it, absolutely. Uh, Melissa, give them new resources. Shift them, Julie, love that. Um, 
forward pace them to what you can do yes absolutely give them uh, new information reassure them address the objection up front reinforce the benefit of what you have anticipate it yep yep ask them what you can do to help show them people you've helped these are all true um, um slight uh, camera please team these are all true all of those are great 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 responses yeah on day three, like I said, I'm going to teach you three words that will help you overcome this as well, make it even easier. But essentially what we're trying to do, if someone's been ripped off before, uh, you've, got to, you've got to be respectful of that because they're doing the best with the resources that they currently have. Right? So most of us are doing this and your, your clients will do this as well. Okay? Whenever an opportunity, whenever an opportunity presents itself, your clients and your prospects, even us, we do this as well. We're going to do one of two things, if not both at the same time. First of all, we're going to try and go back to our past. We're going to access a past memory of when your opportunity was presented to them before and it went wrong. Okay, so for example, you offer something to your client that they've tried before and they got ripped off. Do you think that's going to affect their state? Raise your hand if that's going to affect their state. Yes? Okay, good. All right. Now, here's what else your prospect will do. Even we do it as well. If that's not good enough, we start to do this instead. We go to the future now and start hallucinating about it going wrong. Okay? We start going, well, what if it goes wrong? Okay? And that's what your people do. Right? They do that. And that keeps them what? Paralyzed keeps them stuck. However, knowing what I just taught you, people are doing the best with the resources that they currently have. What resources are they using at the moment? Bad memory, bad future. So what can you do as a sales professional? What can you do as a business person? What can you do as an entrepreneur? Here's what you can do. You can help them access a positive memory and a positive future. Think about it. Is it possible for your client to think of a time in their life when they did something and it went right. Raise your hand if it's possible for them to do that. Yes, absolutely. Is it also possible for your customer to hallucinate about it going right as well? Raise your hand if that's possible. Yes, of course it is. But whose job is it to steer them towards those thoughts? Whose job is it? Yours. Absolutely, yes, yours, 110%. Why? because cause and effect. How did I create this? Yeah, I'm not going to blame, oh, if you blame your customer, oh, they're scared, bloody, I'm not going to rip them off, they're so, you're blaming them. Again, you're being a child, don't be a child, okay? Take responsibility. Your job is to help them access better resources, okay? Which brings me on to my next point. Slides, please, team. Yeah, my next point is this. There are no unresourceful people, only unresourceful states. Please write that down. There are no unresourceful people, only unresourceful states. Okay, what does that mean? It basically means people are not only doing the best of the resources that they currently have, if they can't move forwards, their state isn't in a good state to help them move forwards. For example, some of you earlier on said some of your prospects might be fearful. Now, what happens when you're scared? Does anything good really come out when you're scared? Probably not. Probably not, right? So what does that mean? It means it's an unresourceful state. So what's your job? To help your client do what? Access a more resourceful state. 
Okay, so can you help them feel empowered? Raise, empowered. Raise your hand if you can help your clients start to feel empowered. Yes, absolutely. Is that a better state to make a decision in? Absolutely. Absolutely is. Because the quality of your state di dictates the quality of your decisions. For example, I asked you earlier on, who's made a mistake when they were angry before? Well, what made you make that mistake? Your state. Your state made you decide to do something that you later regretted. When you were calm in a more resourceful state, you reflected on it and thought, I'd never do that again. Raise your hand if you've ever done that before. Yeah? See? So what does that tell you? Our state dictates our decisions. Write that down. Our state dictates our decisions. Therefore, if your customer is not in a good state when you're selling to them, they are going to not, they're not going to make the best decision. Think about what I'm saying. So, look, camera please, team. I want you to understand something, people. By the way, raise your hand if you're getting value from what I'm teaching you so far, by the way, please. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Because this is not your typical business training. I told you. I'm not here just to teach you how to make money. I'm teaching you how to grow as a person as well and how you can help coach your clients to buy from you. That's the best way to do it, okay? So, look, what you've got to understand is, is this. Is when your customer is feeling fearful, when they're feeling apprehensive, when they're feeling hurt, guilty, angry, sad, whatever it might be, Nothing good comes out of those states. So again, whose responsibility is it to, to help them shift their state? It's yours, because they've come to you for a solution, okay? Now, you're not going to do it for them, but can you help guide them? Absolutely. Look, when people are not in a good state, they're not going to make a good decision. The other thing I want you to understand is, is this. If people are in the wrong state when they buy from you, they may end up regretting it later on. Let me give you an example. We've all seen people before at events. Um, raise your hand if you've ever been to these events where there's lots of different speakers selling stuff and things like that. Raise your hand if you've been there. Yeah? Okay, good. Now, I'm not knocking it. We all need to buy courses. We need to buy programs, education. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. But one of the reasons why I have a virtually zero refund rate is this. When people are buying from me, I don't get people into this frenzy, crazy state and make them all freaking mad and start running to the back of the room, knocking chairs over and knocking people out of the way. I don't all do all that crap. Why? Because when they return to baseline, what happens? They go, oh man, what did I buy this bloody program for? What, I don't bloody need it, yeah? And then what they do, they ask for a refund. What's the point? It makes no sense. The reason that happened is because they were in this state, this really, really high, high state, which stopped them from thinking logically. Please write this down. When the emotion is high, the intelligence is low. Write that down. When the emotion is high, the intelligence is low. So be very careful about getting your clients into too much of a peak state, because if they're too high up there, when they come down to baseline, they're gonna go, huh? What, did they, what on earth just happened? Right? Raise your hands, is it making sense? Yes? Good. So what I want you to do is balance your audience's state. Balance your prospect state. Make sure you're very, very clear on how you can help them be more resourceful. Okay? So, for example, if they're fearful, you don't want to get them really excited because then later on, their default setting is be fearful. So when they've left you, they're going to return to baseline and go, oh my God, what have I done? So what you want to do is help them be empowered, not excited. Raise your hand if that makes sense. Yeah? We want them to feel empowered, not excited, because by the time they finish, look, excitement wears off, right? 
I don't know anyone, unless you're my child, like my, my, my four-year-old, five-year-old, he wakes up in the morning excited. He spends the whole day excited. He goes to bed excited. I'm like, you know what, son? You keep it up because life's going to beat the crap out of you one day and it's going to take some of that excitement away. So enjoy it while you can, right? But like, I love that about him. But there's no adult that I know that unless they're on prescription medication or illicit drugs that are not excited 24-7. Like nobody wakes up, woo, woo, I'm excited every single day. Nobody does that, right? So you're, you can't get prospects excited and then try and sell to them because their default is not to be excited. Raise your hand if that makes sense, yes? That's their default, it's not to be excited. So by the time they've left you and they've bought from you, they return to baseline and they go, oh, what have I done? and then they ask you for a refund. I don't want you to do that. I want you to get them empowered instead. Because being empowered means you take charge. When you take charge, you take ownership of your decision. When you take ownership of your decision, you don't blame anybody else. So how does that translate into business? Take ownership of their buying decision, they'll never blame you for selling to them. Raise your hand if that makes sense, yeah? Because now you're not forcing them to buy, you're helping them to buy. And we're going to be talking a lot more about that on, on day three. Okay, so there's no unresourceful people, only unresourceful states. Slides please, team. A couple more and then we're going to go for a break. Okay, um, you have all the resources you need to achieve your desired outcome. Every single one of you watching this right now, you all have the resources you need to achieve your desired outcome. You already have it. Okay, my goal is to help elicit them from you to draw them from you, okay? So all of you are capable of achieving way more. For example, if any of you right now have any doubt, fear, fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of failure, all that kind of stuff, you know what? Those are all learned behaviors. Because the truth of the matter is, you're only ever born with two fears. The rest of them, you learned. There's only two fears we're born with. The fear of falling. You ever had that dream before? Huh? When you felt like falling? Yeah? The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. If you go next to a sleeping baby and you clap next to them loudly, they'll jump. Okay? Now, actually, don't do that because the parent will kill you if you did that. But, um, <laughs> but what I mean is, is this. Those are the only two fears we're born with. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. All the other fears we learned along the way. Fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of abandonment fear of uh, confrontation, fear of conflict, all of these fears we learn along the way. So what I'm trying to say to you is you already have the resources inside you to achieve your desired outcome. You've got to understand this. You were born strong, you've learned to grow weak. Write that down. You were born strong, you learned to grow weak. Your customers are like that too. Think about that. Their fear, their apprehension, their, you know, their, 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 their worry, it's all learned behavior. Think about, you never had that when you were a child. Like, my kids will jump off a freaking building and not have any fear, like, and they're like, no, don't do that, right? It's adults that put fear into children, right? Because children are not born with any fear. So, you have all the resources that you, have, you need to achieve your desired outcome. There is no failure in life, only feedback. Please understand that. There's no failure in life, only feedback, all right? If you make a mistake, it's feedback. Failing and being a failure are two separate things, all right? If something doesn't go your way, ask yourself what question? How did I create this? Yes, it will give you feedback, which will allow you to stop it from happening again. So, somebody doesn't buy from you, how did I create this? 
Maybe next time I'll do this. Maybe next time I'll do that. Maybe next time I'll choose this. Yes? So, there's no failure, only feedback. All right? So, always understand this. All right? Um, I'll take some questions. I'll have a look at some questions after the break. I'll come back to them in a second. But um, there's no failure, only feedback. Always, always understand that. And then, lastly, the person who's the most flexible always wins. Please understand this. The person who's the most flexible always wins. What do I mean by that? Camera, please. Business is like dancing. You've got to be flexible. You've got to dance with your prospects, dance with the marketplace, dance with the economy. You've got to be moving. If you're too rigid, you're going to get stuck. If you're too set and fixed in your ways, you're going to get stuck. Look, what did I say earlier on? We want the outcome. We want the results. No excuses. Raise your hand if you want results. No excuses. Yes? There we go. If you want the result, be flexible. Be flexible. Be flexible enough to understand that people are not their behavior. Be flexible enough to understand that all behavior has a positive intention for the person doing it. Be flexible to understand that it, the, the most important information you need to know about someone is the way that they're behaving. If you understand that, it will prevent you from getting into conflict with people who don't want to buy from you. You can start to stop taking things so personally. Next time someone says they don't want to work with you, your products are crap, you don't take it personally. All behavior has a positive intention for the person doing it. Good for you. It's absolutely fine. But you've got to learn this stuff because it makes you more flexible. The more flexible you are, the more you win. All we want is the outcome. You've been listening to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on all the channels. Links in the show notes. Please also leave a review and visit www.jessandjames.com to find more resources on how to create the life you deserve.